Life, Hope, and Truth presents God's Purpose for You. Written by Eric Jones. Presented by Dave DeHart. Produced by the Church of God, a worldwide association. Chapter 4 Closing the Gap for Eternity. When he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. 1 John 3 2. By giving his Holy Spirit, God not only gives us the help we need to develop his righteous spiritual character, but also makes us begotten children in his family. God becomes our spiritual Father, and Jesus Christ our elder brother. Romans 8.14 and Ephesians 3.15 God's purpose for creating human life is to build a family of beings like Himself, living life at His level. But something is still missing. No matter how godly we become in this life, we simply cannot bridge the massive chasm between our mortal lives and His all-powerful spirit existence. Let's now discover how this final gap will be closed for eternity. Jesus' Revealing Discussion with Nicodemus Jesus once had a remarkably enlightening discussion with a Jewish ruler named Nicodemus. He began with a statement that totally confused Nicodemus. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. John 3, 3. In verse 6, he clearly explained what he meant. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. In the first part of this statement, Jesus was describing the state of every human being. When we come out of our mother's womb, we are born of the flesh. We are born into a physical family and share the genetic makeup of our human parents. But when God calls and spiritually converts us, we begin heading toward a new life of being born of the Spirit, into a higher family, the God family. When that finally happens, we will be transformed into the same image and composition as God Himself, unlimited, immortal Spirit. Jesus then drew an analogy to describe life at this level. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but you cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit, verse 8. Like wind, Spirit-born beings can be invisible to the human eye and will have tremendous power. In just a moment, we'll discuss more with a sidebar, what will life as a glorified Spirit being be like? Ultimately, being born of the Spirit describes a transformation from physical flesh into immortal spirit. Jesus continued the theme of eternal life in verses 14 and 15. But 
when will this transformation from flesh to spirit happen? Not immediately after death. Many religions offer a simple but flawed answer to the question of when. Immediately after death, they say, good people go to heaven to live with God. But in John 3, Jesus contradicted that belief by saying, No one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is, the Son of Man who is in heaven. Verse 13. Can it be stated any more plainly? No one except Jesus has gone to heaven after death. Remember, humans were created mortal, subject to death, and when the Bible discusses death, it likens it to sleep, total unconsciousness, and cessation of thoughts. Ecclesiastes 9, verse 5, Job chapter 3, verses 11 through 13, and Psalm 146, verse 4, as well as 1 Thessalonians 4, 13. These scriptures plainly show that when we die, we don't go to heaven, but sleep in the grave, awaiting a resurrection. Our only hope for future life is to be resurrected from the dead. Thankfully, the Bible is very clear that resurrections, more than one, lie ahead in God's plan of salvation for all humanity. To learn more about the Bible's teaching on what happens after death, download our free booklet, The Last Enemy, What Really Happens After Death. For those who have chosen to follow God, who have repented, and to whom God has given His Spirit, the Bible reveals exactly what will occur and when. The Apostle Paul wrote, For the Lord Himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. 1 Thessalonians 4.16 This occurs at Christ's return to earth. Paul elaborated in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 51 to 53. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. These two passages paint a clear picture. Those whom God has called to salvation in this age will be resurrected to eternal life at the return of Jesus Christ. When He descends from heaven with the sound of a trumpet, those who are dead in Christ, now sleeping in their graves, await that moment, bringing many sons to glory, birth into the God family. The book of Hebrews provides a succinct description of God's incredible plan to expand His spiritual family. For it was fitting for Him, Jesus, for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory, 
to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. Hebrews 2.10 What does bringing many sons to glory actually mean? Currently, the God family is composed of two beings, the Father and the Son, Jesus Christ. Before Jesus came to earth as a man, He was called the Word. When He was conceived in Mary's womb, He was begotten as God's Son. John 1.14 and verse 18. Later, He was declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Romans 1.4. At His resurrection, Jesus was transformed from physical flesh into divine, all-powerful spirit. Colossians 1.18 refers to Him as the firstborn from the dead. He is the firstborn, the first to be born into the God family through a resurrection to eternal life. But other sons will be born later, which is why he's also referred to as the firstborn among many brothers, Romans 8.29, English Standard Version. We are called to follow his footsteps, to obey our Father, to overcome sin and temptation, and to stay faithful to the end so that we can also be born into the God family through the resurrection. This is how God is reproducing Himself, by expanding His family to include many glorified sons and daughters. 2 Corinthians 6.18 All babies are born into the same kind of existence as their parents. Humans don't have dogs or cats as children. They reproduce human beings just like themselves. Likewise, those who are born into the God family will not be humans or angels, but will be elevated to the same level of existence as God. They will be divine spirit beings, like the Father and Jesus Christ. Of course, just as a child born into a human family is under his or her parents' authority, those born into the God family will always be under the authority and loving guidance of their father and elder brother, Jesus Christ. What an amazing potential! Seeing God as He is Notice John's description of the transformation from flesh to spirit. Beloved, now are we children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when He is revealed, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. 1 John chapter 3, verse 2. Consider the magnitude of what this means. Exodus 33 records a fascinating account of Moses asking God to show himself in his full glory. God replied, You cannot see my face, for no man shall see me and live. Verse 20. God's fully glorified form is so awesome that it is impossible for a human being to see him 
face-to-face, and survive. See also 1 Timothy 6.16 and Revelation 1.16. But when we are born into God's family, we will be able to see God in all His glory because we will be divine spirit beings like Him. The prophet Daniel described God's resurrected people as shining like the stars forever and ever. Daniel 12.3 Jesus said the righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Matthew 13.43 Imagine the energy and power of our sun, and then imagine how our destiny is to possess far greater power for all eternity. God's children will radiate power and energy just like God does in His fully glorified form. Paul was also inspired to write about the transformation from human to the divine spirit level of existence in 1 Corinthians 15.49. And as we have borne the image of the man of dust, mortal human life, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man, God. How amazing will it be to be transformed from physical flesh into a glorified divine spirit. Paul also noted that Christians are being transformed into the same image of Jesus Christ, from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. 2 Corinthians 3.18 He was describing the entire process, starting with the transformation of our character and culminating someday in the future with the transformation of our body to be like Christ's. In Philippians 3.21 he wrote, Who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to His glorious body, according to the working by which He is able even to subdue all things to Himself. Again, in Romans 8.29 we read, For whom He foreknew, those called in this age, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son. The Greek word translated conformed is semorphos, and literally describes a metamorphosis into the very likeness of Jesus Christ's glorified divine existence, the culmination of the process begun with our being conformed to His character in this life. Romans 12, 2. In Ephesians 4, Paul wrote that our ultimate goal is to become a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ verse 13. We were not born to be mediocre or just a better version of ourselves. We were born to become as perfect as perfect can get, fully and completely like the glorified Jesus Christ. In the Old Testament, King David understood the same truth, writing in Psalm 17, 15, As for me, I will see your face in righteousness. I will be satisfied when I awake in your likeness. Yes, if we repent of our sins and allow God's Holy Spirit to work within us 
to develop righteous character, that enormous gap between us and God will be closed for all eternity. We were born to be reborn into His family and live forever as sons and daughters in the eternal God family, sharing God's level of existence. We will see God as He is and live forever possessing divine power that is now beyond our ability to even comprehend. But one more question must yet be answered. What will we do for the rest of eternity after we enter God's eternal family? Sidebar to Chapter 4 What Will Life as a Glorified Spirit Being Be Like? The Bible says a lot about eternal life, but what will life be like as an eternal being? Though the Bible gives some details, it is impossible for us to fully comprehend what spirit life will be like. The Apostle John wrote, It has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when He is revealed, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. 1 John 3, 2. In other words, God hasn't given us all insight about spirit life, because we couldn't fully grasp it. But He does give us a major piece of knowledge. We will share the same kind of existence as the resurrected, glorified Jesus Christ. By studying what the Bible says about Jesus Christ today, we can learn about our future. First, He shines with radiant power and energy. Christ's present form is described in Revelation 1.14. His head and hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and His eyes like a flame of fire. At His transfiguration, His clothing is described as shining exceedingly white like snow. Mark 9.3 Our appearance will be similar. God's people are described as shining like the stars, Daniel 12.3, a metaphor for magnificently powerful and radiant spirit bodies. Second, He has the ability to appear to human beings. Though Jesus became spirit at His resurrection, He manifested Himself as flesh and blood, when interacting with human beings. John 20, verses 27 and 28. He could easily appear as flesh at will. After His resurrection, He could suddenly appear in a closed room in the midst of people, verse 26, and also suddenly disappear, Luke 24, verse 31. While He manifested as a man, He could even enjoy a meal with His disciples, John 21, verses 1 through 14. He could also speak to human beings with his voice, but remain invisible. Acts chapter 9, verses 4 and 5. As spirit beings, we will also have these same abilities. We will be able to be seen and heard by human beings at will and manifest ourselves as physical human beings. Isaiah chapter 30, verses 20 and 21. Though spirit beings will live outside the laws of the physical universe, we will have the power to 
appear physically at will. And three, he is perfect in every way. Jesus set the ultimate example of being perfect and sinless. After demonstrating his spiritual perfection, he was transformed into perfect, immortal spirit at his resurrection. Because of his perfection, we can also become perfect. Hebrews 5.9 During our physical lives, God offers us repentance and His Holy Spirit to help us grow toward His perfect character. Ephesians 4 verses 23 and 24 and 2 Corinthians 7.1 If we remain faithful, at His return we will be resurrected and transformed from imperfect flesh to perfect spirit. 1 Corinthians 15, verses 42-44. When this happens, we will be made perfect. Hebrews 11.40, and also Ephesians 4.13. Currently, only God the Father and the Son are perfect. Perfection is their primary characteristic, and we will fully inherit this characteristic when we are born into that family. Thanks for listening. For the next chapter of this booklet, continue with Episode 6, God's Purpose for You.